What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the fourth episode of the Mamba Minds podcast. Uh, with me today, we got the same guest that was in episode three, a good buddy of mine, uh, Joel Ewing. And in this episode, we're going to dive uh, deeper into his story and uh, some things about that. So I hope you guys enjoy it. pretty good just got back from florida you know the warm weather and then i'd come back to the fucking 30 degree weather here yeah <laughs> fuck winter man i'm ready to get back in the summer but you ready to get this episode rolling yes sir so for those of you like i said before joe was in episode three um it was a pretty long lengthy great episode so if you have not heard that one go check it out we kind of talk about like growth uh, growth mindset um internal happiness and you know learning and keeping maintaining your why in your mind so if you haven't heard that yet definitely go check that out and uh this one we're gonna get right into joe's story so those of you who are this is your first time if you haven't seen episode three and want to give us like a quick introduction of who you are and all that so yeah uh came to iupui to uh study exercise science you know i want to be an athletic trainer work with athletes because i grew up playing sports, uh, went to school in Serena, Illinois, population, I don't even know. Yeah, probably population (laughs) four, you know, really, real small town. I mean, you know, you're driving through, you blink and you miss it. It's, I mean, go Huskers. (laughs) But yeah, Joel's gonna get into uh, his story. And Joel's uh, someone that's very similar to me in uh, where when I first met him, I could tell he wears his heart on his sleeve, just like I do. And he's got a big heart. So uh, and I know his story really well, and I think a lot of people will benefit from hearing how he has gone through some shit, how he's bounced back and stayed resilient. So, you know, the floor is yours. Um, you just kind of start rolling wherever you want. I'll ask some questions along the way, and I hope I hope the people listening enjoy it. Yeah, so I just want to start off with uh, I know people have it worse than I do, but, you know, Everyone thinks that they have it the worst and to them it is the worst because they don't know anything worse and they don't know anything better than that. So for me, you know, my life's been tough. Uh, One of my first memories, you know, is uh, my parents arguing, arguing a lot when I was younger, uh, ended up leading to divorce, sadly. And I'm okay with that. You know, it's helped me grow as a person and you know, before I get too in depth, anyone that I talk about in this episode, I don't mean any, uh, I don't know how to put this. I don't, I'm not trying to shit on you. Yeah. I'm just getting it out there. You know, I'm just trying to get it off my chest. Yeah. And like, that's the whole point of this podcast. Like, um, it's not, it's never been a spot where, you know, you can just come on and like shit on people and tell everyone how wrong someone has done you it's just if getting it off your chest like speaking it speaking it helps me so if i can let someone have that platform to just speak it and if it helps you feel a little bit relieved by just speaking into some speaking into a computer i mean if it can help i'm all for it so yeah yeah so uh 
shit, where do I start? So one of my first memories of like actual hardship was, I guess, it was after my parents divorced and I was with, living with my mom at my grandma's house. And, you know, my mom was always gone because she was at work. She worked up by Chicago. So she she always had to wake up early, you know, drive to work. and She wouldn't be back till late at night. And my dad would, you know, get to see me about every other weekend. And I just remember, you know, always hanging out with my grandma, you know, getting really close with my grandma. And I remember specifically one time my mom was home from work early. I, I forget why, but uh, it was my dad's weekend. It, you know, it was a Friday. It was time for him to come pick me up. And I just remember, so like my grandma's house was set up to where in the living room, there was a giant window and then she had her door and then she had the screen door so that, you know, the door was wide open. It was a nice day outside. And I was just sitting waiting there for my dad. And then, you know, 30 minutes go by. He's still not there. I'm still sitting by the front door. And then an hour goes by, you know, still sitting there waiting for him to come pick me up. And then two hours go by and three hours go by. And I'm still sitting there, you know, waiting for him to come pick me up. And then my mom comes and she's comes up to me and she's like, you know, I don't, I don't think today's the day, you know, maybe we'll come get you tomorrow. And me being a little, I don't know, six year old that I was, I was like, oh, he's just busy with work. You know, I didn't really think anything of it. And it, it was at the time I didn't really like give it a second thought, but you know, growing as I've grown, I've realized that at the time my father had put other things above me, which, which was hard for me to understand when, uh, when I actually started to think about it, it was pretty tough. And you really don't realize how fast a fucking minute goes by or how slow a minute goes by when you're looking at the clock, you know? Yeah. Like if you're holding a plank or like you're doing like you're timing yourself for a minute, like a minute is a long fucking time. So when you look at it and it's like three hours, like, and you're waiting, checking the clock every. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it was, like, it was hard. Tough. And uh, I'm not trying to shit on my dad here at all. I love my dad, but you know, there's been times where he could have been there for me when he wasn't. And, you know, I don't mean to skip around, but nah, fuck it. I'll get to that later. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, I was living at my grandma's house with with my mom and my grandma. You know, I, got, I became real close with my with my grandma. And then, you know, my mom had gone through a couple boyfriends, you know, real pieces of shit that I had to deal with. for <laughs> dickheads. <laughs> yeah, for a couple years. And then my mom met Doug. And I'm so glad that she did. And I'm so glad that the stars aligned to where she could meet him because although my dad has been there for me recently and taught me a lot of things, Doug was more of a father figure to me in my younger years than my dad really was because my dad wasn't around that much. And yeah, it was, it was hard to understand that my mom was bringing another guy or another man into my life that I had to respect as much as I respected my diet, uh, my dad at the time. And you know, eventually, I think it was about third grade when my mom told me that we were moving. And, you know, I wasn't ready for that because, 
you know, that little small town was all I knew. I didn't know anything about anything outside of LaSalle County. I didn't know what was out there. And one day I was told that I'm moving to Wyoming. I was like, holy shit, I'm out of here. You know, I, I got to start. Is Wyoming? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is Wyoming? Yeah, what is what Wyoming? What is Wyoming? What the fuck is that? So I, you know, we end up moving out there. And I remember, Jesus my mom on the first day decided to send me to school in a Carhartt camo cutoff shirt. <laughs> I need to see that. And, and to this day, I regret wearing that. <laughs> you know, I got to school and all these kids are like, what the fuck is this guy about? This guy's from Illinois. Yeah. I, I think it's funny every day or every, every time I meet someone new, because after talking to him for a couple months, you know, I, I come back to him and I'm like, hey, what was the what was the first thought that popped into your head the first time you saw me? And I shit you not, every single person that I've talked to, every single time I ask them that question, they're like, dude, I fucking hated you just by looking at you. I thought you were the biggest fuck ass. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> they were like, dude, I didn't want anything to do with you. And then, you know, I I think I look like a fuck ass. I mean, dude, I got a fucking perm. <laughs> who the fuck gets a perm these days i got a fucking mustache nobody likes a mustache except for me anyways uh <laughs> i feel like i'm rambling uh so yeah i moved to wyoming you know i started making friends getting a good life out there and then all of a sudden my mom's like well time to leave again and i'm like well, what the fuck do you mean we gotta leave again i just you know, I spent four years of my life here making all these new friends, you know, building relationships with all these people. And now we got to up and leave again. So uh, my mom tells me that we're moving to Texas. And I'm like, are you fucking Texas? It's hot as shit there all the time. Mosquitoes like, no, fuck that. So I go back to visit my dad for the summer because, you know, you got to go back for summer and winter break to go see him. And I remember sitting there and talking to my dad and I was like, dad, I don't, I don't want to move again. I can't do this again. I can't physically. Cause at the time I was, uh, I would have been going into eighth grade. So how old are you when you're going into eighth grade? Like 12, 13, 13 probably. And I'm like, I've already met all these people in my life. I, I don't want to start new again. I don't want to have to, start fresh where nobody knows me and have to build up my reputation again. You know, I just want to, I want to be somewhere familiar and I want to move on from that. So I called my mom one day and I was like, mom, I want to move back home. I want to move back to Illinois. And she absolutely did not like that. You know, she was like, yeah, you're not fit. Your dad's not in a stable living place, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I understand that, you know, but I want to make it work because this is where I feel comfortable. And to this day, I'm very glad that my mom respected my decision at 13 years old when I probably had no idea what the fuck I was doing. But with her respecting my decision to move back home and move with my father, even though it might not have been the best opportunity that I could have had because, you know, it was a small town, you know, all that shit. But she respected my opinion enough to let me go do that. 
And I feel like it helped me grow as a person because when I had moved back to Illinois, you know, my dad wasn't really there that much. He was bouncing around from job to job, always trying to make enough money to support me, which I love him for and I thank him for. But it taught me, it definitely helped me mature a lot faster and a lot quicker. And, you know, always being independent and being on my own while my dad was at work. It, uh, yeah, it, it helped me mature a lot. And I feel like that's why I, you know, make a lot of friends that are older than me because I feel like I relate to them. And I look at people my age and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Grow the fuck up. Dude. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. Like, I mean, shit, I didn't turn 18 till last last month. So yeah, you're young, I, yeah, I know. It's fucking weird. I feel like I'm way older than I actually am. There's a mustache. Yeah. Kid meets me and he's looks like he's 22. He's <laughs> like, bro, I'm 17. Like the fuck? <laughs> no, it it's definitely helped me mature a lot. And I'm, although it was very hard, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. A lot of times I didn't know where my next meal was going to come from because my dad was always so busy. And I would go to the kitchen and I'm like, holy shit, I got to eat oatmeal again. Like, this is the seventh time this week, and there's only seven days in the week. So it, it was it was definitely very hard, but there was a lot of people along the way that helped me get through it, and there was a lot of people there for me that uh, kind of pushed me through the adversity and told me, you know, it'll get better. You just got to keep working, and it helped me a lot. So was there any time where, because I don't know if I've never really asked you this, like, did you ever feel any, because obviously you felt like, you know, like when you were told you're moving to Texas, you're kind of like, I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. But was there any time where you're like, because like anxiety was a thing that a lot of people that voiced on this like podcast were saying like, okay, I started feeling anxiety at this time. Was there any point where you're like, this feeling is something like that I feel now and I can relate it to that, you know, like, is there any sort of, I don't really know how to ask it, but is there any, like, when did you start feeling like anxious about it? Like besides like the whole moving to Texas, I like, told you and get up and move. Like what was your, I guess, anxious thought where you kind of um, were like, fuck, like I can't, I can't go to Texas. Like, uh, I think the biggest thing was um, I was talking to a lot of my friends in Wyoming and I realized all the relationships that I had built there and all the relationships that I had back home. And I didn't really want to forget about them because I felt like if I moved to Texas, I would have made all these new friends. Like ground zero kind of thing. Right. Like gotcha. I would have to start over and build all these new relationships. And then I would have ended up forgetting about all those people. Cause in eighth grade too, like that's the, those are the years where you're starting to kind of find yourself. Yeah, no, definitely. You're kind of figuring out your path, but when you can kind of could put in, you know, like a whole new situation, you're kind of, you know, not like by yourself, but I mean, at the same time you kind of are by yourself. Cause when you go to a whole new state with like all new people you've never seen before, kind of, I bet you're kind of just like, 
fuck do I do? Yeah. And like when I had moved back with my dad and I would go visit my mom, like in the summers or springtime or in the wintertime, it, it was very boring, you know, cause I would go there and I would hang out with them, which was, I fucking, I loved it. I loved hanging out. I love hanging out with my mom. I, I still love hanging out with my mom. No matter how old I get, I will love spending time with my mom. But then she would go to work and I would just be stuck at the house, you know, trying to find ways to stay busy. And then I, you know, I'm going through Instagram or going through Snapchat and I see all these people are having fun back home. And I'm like, damn, I'm missing out on that. So I, I just remember there was like a, my mom lived in like this little community and there was a basketball court and I would always go there, but at the time I wasn't really that good. So no one would ever like ask me if I wanted to play and shit. So, you know, going to visit her, I didn't really have any friends, so it made it hard. I know a lot of times I was like, you know, I miss my mom, but I don't really want to go and spend a week there or a month there when all my friends are back here doing a bunch of fun shit. Yeah. And that's kind of like, I mean, it's nowhere near how I know like college kids, even myself, when we go home, it's like, I'll go home for a day, see my family, and be ready to go back. Yeah. No, so I'm definitely. It's sure kind of like a feeling that you kind of get. Uh, you just you see them and like you want to see them. Like I know personally, like I go home, like I love going home, love seeing my family, and it's like I sit there in my room, I'm just like, love being here, but you know I just want to do something. Yeah. You know? No, I I totally feel that. Like I just got back from Florida literally yesterday, and you know I spent a week there, and I brought a couple of my buddies with, and got a tattoo. Got got a tattoo. That was that was an experience in in and of itself. But I, you know, I I went to go visit my mom, and I brought all my friends with, you know, to try and keep me busy while they were at work. And then, you know, my mom would get off work, and she'd just be sitting at the house, and we would still be out, you know, having fun. Then I would come home, and she'd already be ready for bed. And then there was a, it was like the last day last two days that we were there, you know, I spent a lot of time with my mom and I, I started regretting all those times that I was out with my friends when I could have been back, you know, spending time with my mom, even just like talking to her, even if we were just sitting there watching TV and just having a conversation. Being right. in her presence. Kind of right. And it sucks. Cause I only get to see her two times out of the year. You know, that's yeah. 365 days. I get to see her 14 out of those days. And it's not even the full day. So it, it's really tough to try and, you know, I brought them with so that way I wasn't bored while she was at work. But to try and keep them entertained throughout the week, because I know they didn't want to sit there and just, you know, hang out with me and my parents. You know, that's not fun for them. You know, they just met my parents. They don't nothing about them. And to just sit them there and be like, all right, sit here. Don't talk. Let me do my thing. You know, it, it was hard. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Let me talk to my parents. It it was it was hard because I I didn't want to. You know, a couple of them it was their first time going to Florida, and or one of them it was their first time going to Florida. A couple of them it was their first time flying on a plane. You know, I wanted them to experience all these fun things in the short time that we were there, but at the same time, I didn't prioritize spending time with my mom when I should have. Because that time is important. And with her living, you know, I don't even, you know, 14 hours away from me, she doesn't get to 
see me hit all these milestones. Last thing it sucks that you want to take, like you want to show everyone this great time and not even just like a vacation standpoint, like no matter what you do, you just want to show everyone a, a fun night or like a fun experience. And those are things that's hard because there's a million reasons why you're like, okay, I should like from your perspective, be like, okay, I should be with my mom or but when my mom goes to work, I wish I had my friends here. It's like, yeah, it, it's all about prioritizing. And I, I think that's yeah. the hardest thing for me because, you know, I got, I'm trying to do all this shit at the same time and then I get caught up in it. And then I just sit there when I have a little bit of free time and I'm like, holy fuck, I need to slow everything down and I need to figure out what the yeah. fuck I'm doing with my like life. You're going fucking insane. Yeah, going sure a thousand miles is, a minute. You know, yeah. I'm from a young age, I've always tried to make sure that everyone was always happy, you know, because I I pick up on social cues that. Oh, you know, not some a lot people, of people. Yeah. Like, like I'll see someone and I can tell that they're upset and I go there, you know, I, I walk up to them and like, Hey, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm so focused on making sure that everyone is, you know, always happy. And then I forget to think about myself and how I feel. And then all of a sudden I'm by myself and I'm like, Holy shit. I don't feel good about myself whatsoever. Yeah, and, and it, it's those really are hard. That sucks. Like, um, like I said before, Joel is a very deep individual, and like I picked that up from the moment I met him. And I feel like it takes a certain person to kind of pick up those social cues. And uh, he's right there, like with me. Like we wear, like our heart is literally full ass on our sleeve. <laughs> like no matter what, and that's why when I met him, I was like, I fuck with this kid because he he picks up shit that like not a good amount of people pick up. So when shit goes wrong and like, if I'm in the situation or Joel's in the situation, like I know one of us, even if there's a million people there, like I know he's got a clear headspace to give a different angle of looking at it. And like, that's one thing I really appreciate about the guy because like, I remember there was one time, like I was kind of arguing with uh, like someone I was really close to. And he was just like, you know, he's not, it's not worth it. Like, you know, like just because yeah. you, your days on this earth are fucking limited. Like you don't know the exact number you got. Only the man upstairs does. So it's, I, I guess one point, like, I guess like I just got from it was knowing that the little shit should not ruin something bigger. You know, like, yeah. I don't really no, know how to explain it, but I, I think that's my biggest issue is I always, you know, I think about all this shit throughout the day and I focus on the smallest, tiniest little things that shouldn't fucking matter. I shouldn't think about it. And I do. I just, I overthink. I overthink so much. Oh, dude. Trust and, me. And, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I get just, you. I get you. It, it's just, it's hard. You know, because I'm always... I talk to a lot of people throughout the day and I keep coming back to this, but I always try and make sure that everyone is doing good. Yeah. And even I, it's weird. I can tell even just from a fucking Snapchat. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Just, just, you know, talk it, when you talk to someone for an extended period of time, you learn their patterns. And as soon as something switches in their patterns, you realize something's wrong. Pick it up. And 
you know, some people don't want to talk about things. I, I'm that way. I don't like talking about things at all. And that's why, you know, I was really excited when you asked me if I wanted to come do this because I have a lot of shit that I could talk about. I could sit here and talk for literally five hours, but you know, I just struggle with that because it's all about putting trust into someone that they will sit there and listen to you for that long. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been hard trying to find people in college, you know, because everyone's got their own shit that they got to deal with. So I, I started journaling, which has helped a lot. You know, I've only done it for one day, but it really helped last night because, you know, I got home and I was like, holy shit, I just wasted a whole week and I probably spent maybe 12 hours talking to my mom. And I know like that journaling thing has been on your mind for a while because I remember when you came to me and told me like, that's kind of what you were thinking about doing. And that was kind of the early stages of this podcast. And like, you need those people that like, it's kind of just one of those things where you say your idea and you just need that person to say, go for it. Like you just need to hear the, I support you kind of thing because like you're scared to do it. And you're like, okay, if this person supports it, I'm going to do it. Like when I started this podcast, dude, like I sat on this idea for fucking six months and I was like, should I do it? Once I do it, no going back. Should I do it? Should I do it? And all it took was um, like the close people to me being like, I think this could be your way to let it out. Or I think you could help some people with it. So that's all I needed. And I did it. And like, when you said the journaling thing, I was like, bro, go for it. Like do that shit. Like, if you genuinely think it's going to help you go for it. Like there's no reason why you shouldn't. Yeah. And, and another thing is you got to find healthy ways to cope mm-hmm. with your problems because I've definitely found a lot of unhealthy, unhealthy. ways <laughs> yeah. to cope with my problems. Um, for uh, anyone that knows me uh, knows that, you know, probably about a month ago, all my friends were back home and I was stuck here due to, um, some things that I've involved myself in throughout the semester. So I was stuck here with no one to hang out with. And I sat there and shotgun 26, maybe more than that. I think it was like 24. I'm going to be honest. 24, 26. Shotgun 24 beers in one night. And record time. (laughs) This kid can shotgun a beer in like three seconds. So when you do 24 times, he really wasn't drinking that long. <laughs> you know, it was pounding. It's fun when you do it in a social setting, but when it starts to get to the point where you're just doing it to get your mind off things is when you need to realize that it's unhealthy. And yeah. recently I've realized that it's not healthy to drink seven to 10 beers a night, <laughs> you know? And like, like, low key, I think it took you, like when you said that, like, I need to stop doing this like when you said that to me i was kind of like like i knew from my perspective like that's my first not for my first go-to but if i'm like trying to forget something like okay like obviously like your positive ways go to the gym whatever but it's like at night when you're laying in bed by yourself like you don't want to remember things that you're forced to remember and 
that's why when you were like, dude, I need to get off of this. Like my first thing was like, I need to help this man. Like I need to, I need to do whatever I can. Cause like alcoholism is very strong in my family. And I, whenever I see someone, it's kind of not, not slipping, but like, cause drinking with the problem is very, very, uh, it's a, it's a fine line, you know, like you can very easily like it's good. It's one thing to like, you know, have a few drinks, get it off your mind, chill for a bit, take the edge off. But when that becomes like a habit too, and I'm not saying like yours became a habit or like anyone's became a habit, like there's no one that's jumping to mind, but it's like right. when like, that's a very fine line to kind of fall down. And the last thing I ever want to do is see someone I care about, like, yes, drink their sorrows away, but drink themselves like drink their stars away so far that they lose sight of who they are yeah and, like that's one thing i, was I like, think that was one of my biggest issues growing up was having to see like my dad go through that people handle it that way yeah because you know in eighth grade i literally never drank alcohol until i hit high school and then i just became a fucking animal but <laughs> that's besides the point but you know when I first moved back in with my dad, I started to connect the dots of what had happened when I was younger. So like going back to that time when I sat out or sat in front of that door for hours waiting for him to come pick me up, you know, at the time I was like, Oh, he's just busy with work. But then when I started living with him, I realized that he wasn't going to work. He was sitting at the bar, you know, drinking, completely forgetting about me, which it was really hard to handle. And, you know, there was a couple of times, like, I remember this one time, it was fucking ridiculous. Like I was sitting at home all alone, you know, just sitting there and my dad came home pretty fucking late and, you know, it was, it was hot out. So I decided to go to the freezer, grab myself an ice cream sandwich. Apparently, uh, he had only had one out of the pack and I had eaten or eaten the rest of them. And when he got home and saw that the package was empty, he was not happy with me. And he grounded me for two weeks because I ate the last ice cream sandwich. Cause apparently when he got off work in his mind, the only thing he wanted in the entire world was an ice cream sandwich. And I had eaten the last one. So that just fucking set him off, pissed him off. And so, yeah, I got grounded. And it's kind of fucking dumb, you know? Like, all that over an ice cream sandwich. Um, I remember countless times where, you know, it was a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or any, you know, any day of the week other than a Friday. And, you know, he would text me or call me or wake me up out of my sleep hey i need a ride come pick me up so then i would have to wake up at two three four in the morning and go drive to a bar and pick him up and bring him home and then he'd keep me up you know an extra hour just talking to me about stupid shit that he had already told me the previous time that i had to come pick him up which was very uh it, it weighed on me a lot you know, I didn't get enough sleep at night. You know, I always had to work. I felt like I was taking care of him when he should have been the one taking care of me at the time, which was, it was fucking hard. 
I'm going to be honest, but I feel like it's made me a more mature and a more independent person. And it's made living on my own and coming to college a lot easier on me because I haven't always been dependent on people. And that's like, that's some deep ass shit. But do you want to like kind of touch on like when you got to college, did it get kind of easier? Or was it kind of like kind of heavy still on you or? Uh, it was weird because when I got to college, you know, I was nervous, obviously, because I didn't know anyone. Um, But I, I started to make friends, you know, getting to know people. And I didn't really keep in touch with my mom or my dad. And then they would call me and, you know, want to talk and I'd be busy. So I'd just, you know, send them a text like, hey, I'll call you later, blah, blah, blah. And then I started to feel really bad. Um, mainly more towards my mom when I would send her to voicemail and, you know, tell her I'd call her later because, you know, I, I know how much my mom loves me, but <clears throat> I, it was weird for me starting to feel bad for my dad because I understand that he loves me and he would do anything in the world for me, but he didn't really show it while I was living with him kind of. So it was just a new feeling to me when I was like, oh, I feel bad that I haven't called him today. Mm -hmm. But I almost feel like I don't owe that to him because he didn't feel that way when I was younger. You know, like he didn't feel the need to check up on me when, uh, I don't know how to word it. Like, I just remember him always complaining, saying that he didn't get to spend enough time with me even though he had the opportunity to, and he skipped out on it because he thought sitting at the bar was more important. Yeah, that's like, that's a big pill to try and like put down like an 18 year old's fucking head, you know, like the fact that you're feeling this type of way and you still got to, like, you're still a young ass kid. Like you're still trying to find yourself and trying to find like your goals, your ambitions and what you want to do in life. So when, like, you're feeling that, like, you know what, like, there comes a point in time where you're like, I got to be me, you know, like, yeah. I can't be that guy to pick you up, or I can't be, like, this son right now, like, I need to, I need to find Joel, you know, like, I need to find myself, yeah. and, like, that's the hardest line to find, because, like, when it comes to point where, like, when you love someone like that, and you're just, you're torn between what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? Yeah. You know, like, that's that's crazy. And I guess, like, when you did get to college, was it um, – because when you found, like, obviously, like, when the – I hope, like, the fraternity kind of helped. But, oh, definitely. Um, yeah. I don't even know how to – like, what a question could be. Like, when you got here, like, I know your, fam- like, your family's in Illinois and all over the place. So, was it weird kind of just being by yourself or, like – not by yourself, but like in Indy, like not having to have those responsibilities that you had in Illinois or. It definitely was because I would wake up every morning and I'd be like, holy shit, I have time to myself, you know, yeah. like I, I have time to worry about me. And I, you know, for the first couple of months, I didn't know what the hell to do. <laughs> I just, you know, I would wake up and I just seek out other people and see what they were doing. And, you know, I, I feel bad because I feel like I'm, I have a personality where I always have to be around other people. Feel that. So 
you know, when I'm hitting up the same people every day because, you know, I have nothing to do, I feel bad because I know they're, I know that they're busy, but I feel like I can't be productive if I'm by myself. Yeah. I get that 100%. Because, like, I'm, you know, like I said a million times, I'm the same as you. So when, like, if anything's even bothering me, like, I'm sure you as well, like, the last thing you want to do is be sitting in your room. You know, oh, like, dude, I, I fucking can't. Like, I mean, I'll sit in my bed for maybe 20 minutes and I'm just like, holy shit, yeah, what the fuck am I doing? It's like, if I, I need... sit here any longer, I'm going <laughs> to fucking run my head through this wall. Exactly. So it's, even if it's like, you'll go down your fucking contact list. Like, it's like, let me call this person. They don't answer, I'm calling next person. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep calling people until somebody fucking picks up exactly. their phone. And like, I get that a million percent. Like, someone, like people like me and you, like, it's not like, um, I don't know. Have you taken the conflict like resolution kind of test? Have you ever taken that? I don't. I don't think so. So basically, you answer questions on kind of things, and like my conflict resolution is like, you gotta be like, okay, so there's like multiple options. Like you can either be well, someone who likes to sit and think, or someone you can be someone who likes to talk it out, or be someone who asks other people's opinions. Like me, I'm let's. Be in the same room, you know, bounce ideas. That's me. Yeah. And um, like, that's kind of, that's it's more of a rare one because I feel like people like to digest information where like me and you, we, we sit there and we're like, okay, when something happens, I'm not going to be by myself right now. Like I need, even if someone's not even related to the fucking situation, I need to be in someone's presence to where I'm not thinking about something that just happened or anything really like yeah. if something's on your head you no, gotta be 100 gotta be with someone like all the time i'll go through some shit and then you know i ask someone to hang out and then we're hanging out and you know it's it's nice because i keep my mind off of it and then you know there'll be a moment of silence and then i start thinking about it and it just starts clouding my clouding my head and and then i need to just fucking snap out of it and start hanging out with, you know, a different person or hang out with the same person, just mm-hmm. do something different. Because if I sit there and think about something too long, then I just start beating myself up about it, you know, you saying about it, the worst possible. Like, right. I, you know, happen. I could have changed. I could have done something different about this situation. And it, it sucks. You know, like laying in bed and you're like, holy shit, I can't and sleep. That's a big this thing is the too, only thing that's like, on my mind. I don't know. You're the same way how. When something happens, the, you don't look at it as someone else's thing. Like, it's like, I feel what like did I, I do f- wrong? Exactly. Like, no, like how did I fuck up? Where, where could I have altered something to change this? Or, you know, like, you put it on yourself. And, like, for some parts, like, it's okay to think, like, okay, like, like, you know, sit back and think, like, was there a point where I kind of got off track or was there yeah. a point where I kind of misguided myself or this person? And, you know, that's that's a tough pill to swallow because no matter what happens, like, you could be done so wrong or you could, like, it can just be an argument between two other people and you're sitting there like, did I cause this? Did I do this? And, yeah. like, that's something I feel that like I'm always tough. Yeah, I feel like I'm always putting shit on on my back and trying to solve other people's problems and always putting, like, in a situation, always blaming myself for it. When, in reality, I 
did absolutely nothing wrong, you know? Yeah. And it's just hard because I I don't I don't wish anything bad upon anyone. You know, I don't care if you fucking stab me in the back. I hope that your day is well. Just as good as mine. Exactly. And you know that it's it's it, it sucks. It it does because I don't take enough time to worry about myself. And then, you know, I'll go a couple of months or a couple of weeks, you know, not thinking about myself and always thinking about other people. And then, it's you know, crack. Yeah, I find myself alone and more than likely drinking. And then I just get super depressed. And I'm just like, holy shit, I need to better myself and I need to focus on myself and I need to figure out what's wrong in my life. And, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, dude, you're just drunk. Like, calm down. And it's like, no, I just had this shit bottled up inside of me and I need to let it out. And you're just not listening. Yeah. And like one thing, like there's actually two things I'll say, like, the first thing is there comes a sense of like a maturity level with um, the fact that you can like, like you're 18 years old and you can literally let someone just fucking stab you in the fucking back and you'll turn around and you're good with them. Like that's something that like a lot of people, you know, like if someone does me wrong, it's like, you know, fuck you. Like when we're talking and blah, 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 like yeah. they'll like hate you forever. But it's like, with you, like, you're full on, like, you know what, like, they probably didn't mean to do it that way, it happened that way, and it's, it's okay, like, I don't hate you, I don't, and, like, I feel that, like, you know how something could happen completely wrong to you, and you're just caught in the crossfire, and at the end of the day, like, you don't hate that person, it's just, yeah. it's life, like, it's, it's it, something it's a, that just happens. It's a blessing and a curse, because... You know, someone could fuck you over and then you forgive them. And I, I saw something today. It was like, you're the type of person to forgive, but never forget. Never forget. So, you know, I'll, I'll forgive you a hundred times, but I won't forget about what you did to me. And if it continues to happen, then eventually I just got to cut it off. But I'll forgive you. And if you can show me growth, then I'll trust you the same way I trusted you before. But that's, you, a, that's a big thing too, because like trust is people say like when you lose trust, you never get it back. But like that's that's false. Like I genuinely believe that when you like break someone's trust off and like they're like, I can't even look at you the same, you just gotta prove it to them, you know? Like if you genuinely felt wrong with it and you like it's, it eats you up, you know, like if you genuinely are like, Man, like I still feel terrible about that, make that shit right. Like, you know, yeah. like Prove it to that person. Like, you're like, I really did feel bad. Like, that was not how it was supposed to go. Show them that. Yeah, and, it, like, there's so many people that are afraid to reach back out or get back in someone's life or just some, like, anything, really. Like, it could be a friend or anything. Like, when they do you wrong and it's, like, two roads just divide. They're scared to, you know, like, I'm scared of what he's going to say. I feel like he's going to chew me out. Shit like that. Yeah. It's like, no. Like, if you genuinely proved that, <laughs> like what's gonna happen man like and I, i'm not gonna lie like i've wronged people and i've you know hurt people but at the end of the day i had tried to make it better and they just didn't believe 
that I was sincere about it and they didn't trust me again. And, you know, I had to move on from that, which really hurt because those people meant a lot to me. But at the end of the day, if you don't want to, you know, try and make things better, then I'm not going to keep trying, you know, keep pushing it on you. And it's like you said before, like, it's got to keep living, you know, like you said in the last podcast, like you just got to, you know, roll with the punches. Exactly. Like God puts shit in your life or things happen and there's no reason to explain it. And, you know, hearts get broken. People get stomped on. People get left. It's just life. And it's just you finding your way to the end, you know, like to find yourself. You got to, you know, break people's hearts and do things that you don't want to do and like to have things done that way to you. And that's the shit that sucks because no one wants to go into a relationship or friendship or anything in life and have you break them you know like yeah. no one likes going to sleep knowing okay this person's just fucked up like yeah. i fucked them over and, and no one goes into a relationship or a friendship expecting it to end badly no you know they it's, always they always want the best for that person and for me i even after they do me wrong or they fuck me over or if i fuck them over that doesn't mean I love them any, any less. less. And that doesn't mean that I want the best for them. And it takes a strong ass person, that doesn't, man. Like, sorry, I said that wrong. That yeah, doesn't I, mean I don't want the best for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like I like I was saying, it, was, it takes a strong ass person to, like, if you wrong someone or they wrong you, like, to still look at them in the same light as what it was before. Like, I mean, you can attest, like, how... No matter what, like the light may be different in different scenarios, but like when something happens and you can still look at them and be like, I still want the world for you, or I still, I still hope at the end of the day, like you're smiling. Like, yeah, I don't wish bad shit on you. I don't want karma to come around. Like, I don't, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So, and it takes a strong minded person to accept that and not, you know, put it on your, like, cause like I said, we put it on ourselves, but yeah. I saw something uh, pretty recently. It was like, you you will only receive as much as you give. So I always try to give my all to something as much as I can, as long as I'm receiving the same amount. You know, I can put so much into something, but if I see someone lacking, you know, lacking the, I don't even know how to put it. Like if I'm putting so much time and energy into something, and I don't see the same back, then there's no point in me doing that because you're just dragging me down at that point, which is, it's hard to handle because you'll get attached to, you know, a friend or a girlfriend or a boyfriend. And you can only put so much in to the point where you just got to realize that they don't feel the same way. And And, like, that's a tough pill to swallow because like you said, like you don't go into a friendship or relationship thinking like how it's gonna end like and i saw it on tv shows like they're like literally bro like you're about to get into this with someone like you are like if you get in a relationship like you either gonna break up or you're gonna end up with them like that's it like there's There's, two there's two fucking routes bro like you either gonna break up or end with them and like when you think about it in that you're like holy fuck like that's deep as fuck exactly but 
like I just think there's a lot of reasons why people just like I know I don't know get cold feet just kind of pop off and yeah and I'm not gonna lie I've, I've felt like that before like you know you get to a point where you're like is this really worth it yeah you know and you just had to look at all the good times and all the memories and you need to realize that yeah it, it is worth it mm-hmm. but if they're not willing to put in the same energy then at the end of the, okay this is this is how i think of it i'm trying to better myself and better the relationship if they're not trying to better themselves if they're not trying to better themselves Okay, I, I completely fucked that up. So, <laughs> so I think about it this way. I, at, the po- at this point in my life, I am trying to better myself. I can't have someone being negative about themselves and not willing to put in the work to better themselves because that's just dragging me down at that point. I look at it as, you know, I'm trying to grow as a person and as you know, I'm trying to better myself. And if you're not trying to better yourself and grow as a person, then how can we come together and grow as a unit? Yeah, and like that's that's like honestly a deep ass thought. And like people, like people forget like when you're in a relationship or even just a friendship. Like you don't even gotta be a relationship, but it's when something arises that's like not an altercation, but like a conflict or a disagreement, like it's you two versus the problem. It's not you versus the other person. Yeah. Like it's not a one-on-one kind of thing. Like it's like, it's literally you two versus that problem. And it's either that problem going to make or break you. And people love to talk about the, the bad shit. Like you never hear people saying like, oh, these two are doing great. These two are doing perfect. These two are being the best selves together. They're growing. They're, better in themselves but the, people love to talk about like the oh these two broke up these two are arguing these two are doing this this person doesn't talk to this person no more like it's people love to talk about that and like i don't even know where to go with it but literally like people would love to talk about the bad shit but like you forget that when a conflict arises, it's it's you two together. You're a team. Like yeah. that's why you got into it. I mean, kind of going off that a little bit. People love to always talk about other people's problems Facts. when they don't know shit about it. Facts. And you know, for anyone that knows me, they know. You know, I'm 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 a pretty skinny guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, completely changing the topic. You know, people. I, I'm pretty skinny. And all throughout my life, you know, I always hear the, bro, eat some food, eat a steak, eat a hamburger. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like, I remember specifically one time, one of the guys on my, on my basketball team was like, bro, why don't you eat? And I was like, I bet I could eat more than you. And this kid was way bigger than me. <laughs> I mean, like, this kid was a Line fucking, up. this kid was a big guy. And he's like, dude, there's no way you could eat more than me. And I shit you not, after that game, we sat there and we ate. So we we got this pizza and we went back and forth, you know, eating a piece at a time. 
and I think I ate like two or three more pieces in him. And I was like, see, I can, I eat, but I don't gain any weight. And it just, if there was one thing that I wish that I didn't have to hear again was that, like, why are you so skinny? It was like, yeah. or they're like, you know, people say like, you're skinny. I'm like, no shit. I have eyes. Like I've seen I'm not it, blind. Yeah. I, I know I'm skinny, but I'm trying to better myself. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to work out and I'm trying to eat, you know, eat more calorie dense meals to where I gain weight. And, you know, that's just another thing that I've had to go through in my life. And, you know, people, I know people have it worse than I do. Like, that's but, another point but too. That's like, like, people don't know the buttons they push. Exactly. They say some shit. Like, you don't know. I mean, I can, I can take a lot of shit. I grew up taking shit, you know, like everyone would always give me shit about literally anything. And I've grown, you know, I, I got thick skin. I can take shit. But that's just one thing that I just can't get over. You know, it's like, no shit. I know I'm skinny. Yeah, like, I can't do nothing about it. I know I'm fucking tall and skinny, you know, lengthy-ass motherfucker. (laughs) There's some things you just can't do nothing about. Yeah, exactly. And people got to realize that. I don't go around, I'm like, hey, fat ass, you know, get off the couch. I don't say shit like that. I mean, I do, but (laughs) it's like a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, DNA type, uh, just the way way someone is, you know, physically, uh, intellectually, spiritually. You can't. knock someone for that no. you can't judge someone for having a different heart like you can't you can't do that shit like, yeah and people are the first to point fingers that you're different than me in that aspect and you're wrong like no yeah like there's two angles of there's many angles of thinking about anything like there's two sides to every argument there's there's so many different ways to go about things and just because you look at it differently than someone like don't mean they're wrong it just means they're it's different. Like, yeah. that's what makes the world so unique and so diverse is because people can think of an idea or think of something completely different than you do. And Yeah, that that's one of my biggest things is judging someone solely based off their looks. Yeah. Like, someone could be fit as fuck, looking great, handsome-ass dude, but he could be a complete asshole. Yeah, and internal, you don't know what they're And too, someone right? could be, you know, overweight, fucking acne all over their face, but they could be the most genuine person you ever meet in your life. Yeah, don't judge a book by its cover. Exactly, don't judge a book by its cover. And it's hard. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you know, judge people based off looks all the time. Everyone does, man. It's 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 a human trait. Like, you look at someone and you're like, all right, this dude looks like a douchebag. Like, look at this fucker walking to the bar. You know, like, everyone does it. You can't can't get away. It's just a human trait. And it's just, you got to remind yourself that you need when to you, learn something about that person before yeah. you start judging them. Like when that shit happens and you catch yourself judging, like just think to yourself, like I really don't know them. Like exactly. I don't know, I don't know nothing about them. I don't, I yeah. don't know what they're going through. I don't, I don't really know shit. Like I just know, look, exactly. like looking at this guy, what he looks like, and the way he makes me feel right now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like you know, your gut could be right, could be wrong, but yeah, it's just you got to learn just not to judge because. Like we talked about before, you don't know what someone's kind of fighting. You don't know what they're going through. And you, by just being genuine to them, that could show them, that could lift some weight off their shoulders and show them, like, okay, there are good people in the world, you know? Because yeah. you, don't, you don't know what people are going through. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I like about uh, this fraternity is it's so diverse and there's so many different people coming from so many different places all over, you know? And 
just getting to know each and every person, get to know their backstory. And I, I know people, you know, in the fraternity like other members or other brothers more than others, but just getting to know a little bit about each person is really cool and getting to know their interests and getting to know, you know, their problems. And I just want people to know that if, if they ever need to talk about anything, they can always come to me. Like, even if you've only said three words to me in your entire life or haven't even spoke to me and you just know me from a mutual friend, like, I don't give a fuck who you are. If you need to talk about something, I'll be there because more than likely I get what you're going through and you know, I can, I can put my opinion in and give you a little outside input. Damn straight, man. I feel like the fraternity low-key saves a lot of people. And like when we do those workshops or those deep conversations come up and people kind of be vulnerable, like I feel like that's what really makes this brotherhood great. Like we, we know each other better than anyone. And when we can read each each brother like a book, man. Like when someone walks in a chapter, when someone comes into any any event, man, I could, I'm sure you as well. Like I can look at them and just be like, okay, they're they're off. Yeah, they're or they don't feel the same. They're as good, as... and like that's one thing. Like we stick together. Like when one person is wronged, or when one person is kind of going through some shit, we all rally behind them, and we show them like there's 38 guys that. We'll go. We'll go to hell and back for you. Like we'll we'll do anything to get this smile back. We'll do anything to get you normal back. So, and like that's I that's one of the reasons why I even let this fraternity kind of impact my life. Like I let it in, and yeah. I chose to do that, and that was one of the greatest decisions I ever made. So, but we're not gonna push Greek life too no, too much, no, no, you know. No. But if you are gonna rush something, rush Alpha State. You know, <laughs> you know what it is. But yeah, you want to give us something to take us out. Uh. Ah, let me think about a little it. quote, little, little uh, feeling. What you feeling, man? I'm gonna say, I'd say if I had to end it on anything, I'd say don't stress about the little things. Um, find your outlet. You know, if you're having problems with something, you know, if you don't like talking to people, you know, I I like to hit the gym. Uh, that helps get out a lot of feelings. Uh, listening to music always helps me. I'm a big country music guy. <laughs> uh, Tyler Childers. Yes, sir. Always. Um, yeah, just just find your outlet. Figure out what makes you feel happy in life. And anytime you're feeling down, just uh, just you know, result back to back to your outlet, and you know, stay happy. Yes, sir. I think that's a great uh, great piece to end on. You know, like keep anyone out there, keep loving, keep fighting, keep pressing, and. Don't lose sight of the bigger picture, man. Remember what you're doing and why you're doing it. And most of all, spread some love to the world. The world needs it right now. Yes, sir. That good? Yeah. All right. We'll catch y'all later.